Amen. Hearing the Word. And he said, notice, if you have faith as a grain of mustard seed. Now, very often people focus on the size. Well, the size is important in the fact that Jesus is saying, if, if you just have a little faith and you plant it, nothing will be impossible to you. Hallelujah. Look at Luke 17. Luke 17. And um, verse 6, when Jesus was talking to the disciples about forgiving, And verse 5, it says, The apostles said to the Lord, Increase our faith. And the Lord said, If you had faith as a grain of mustard seed, notice, here it is again, you might say, Under this mountain, under this sycamine tree, be plucked up by the root, and be planted in the sea, and it should obey you. If, if you have faith, Say, saying is how you get faith into your circumstance. If you're not saying, faith is not transferring from your heart into the circumstance. There are people who say, I don't believe in all that name and claim and, and, and saying and speaking. Then their faith will never do anything for them. You can't think faith. It's, it's not going to happen just because it should. It's going to happen because you said it should. It's important. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And he said if you had faith as a grain of mustard seed. Now notice that. If you only have a small amount of faith, but you will say... It'll pluck that thing up yes, and plant it in the sea. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Do, do you see that? Remember what the Lord brought to Brother Hagin's attention? He said in there in Mark eleven twenty two through 24, he said, notice something. He said, I said, say three times and believe once. He said, that means that, that you've got to preach three times more on saying than believing. Amen. Amen. Because that's the battle. The battle is you saying what the Word says in light of circumstances that seem contrary. The battle with faith is always not agreeing with the circumstance and agreeing with the Word. The circumstance can be there, it can be real, but your job is you don't agree with the circumstance, you agree with what the Word said. And agreement is voice, voice activated. Yes, sir. When, when, right? If, if you come up to somebody and you say, uh, uh, you know, I want you to agree with me about this. And they don't answer you, there's no agreement. Hallelujah. Do, do, do you see that? Yes, and so when you, when you say, if you have just a little faith 
and you're willing to say it'll change the circumstance. The more faith you get, the quicker the circumstance changes. But if you'll have faith to say, it'll change the circumstance. But I got to have faith to say. If you had faith, you would say. Amen. Look at, look at, look at Romans 4. If you had faith, you would say. This is so important. Because I hear people preach and teach and they'll say they're people of faith and then they make light of saying. Well, you can't be a person of faith without saying. I'll, I'll, hear, I'll hear ministers on TV, they'll say, I'm a person of faith. And then they'll say a bunch of unbelief. Well, which are you? A person of faith or a person of unbelief? Amen. Romans 4. And uh, a familiar verse. Well, let's look at verse 17. As it is written. Now, why is that important? Because uh, where does faith come from? The Word. When you get the Word in you, you get the seed of faith in you. Now, notice how God speaks here. Now, I know this is an uh, easy question for you faith people. But when God made this statement, I have made you a father of many nations, was he the father of many nations? No. God came to, to uh, Abraham in Genesis, and when he changed his name, he said, I have made you a father of many nations, and your name will no longer be Abram, but Abraham, because a father of many nations have I made you. Is that right? Amen. So he, he was not the father of many nations when God said, I have made you that. Is that right? Before him whom he believed, even God, who quickeneth the dead, brings the dead to life, and this is important, because a lot of people have no problem believing that God can bring the dead to life. But they preach against calling those things that be not as though they were. But the Bible, which is inspired by the Holy Ghost, put a conjunction there called and that hooks two thoughts together. Yes, sir. He said God quickens the dead. God can bring the dead to life. And God calls those things that be not as though they were. Well, what does that mean? That means there's some, that, listen, there's some aspect of the power of God that you will not tap into until you start calling things that be not as though they were. Abraham's body was dead 
And Romans 4 lets us know that God could quicken his body, but Abraham had to start calling things that be not as though they were. It is true, my family, that God can do anything you need him to do, but he needs your cooperation, and he needs you to start calling some things as, the, as though they are. He can do anything, but he needs us to help him by calling things that be not as though they were. God needed Abraham's help so much that he changed his name. In other words, it isn't going to happen if I don't get him to start calling things that be not as though they were. Do, do you see that? And, and there's a lot of elementary examples that we, that we, could, that we could go into there, and I'm not going to take the time. But he said, God quickens the dead. Now, if you ask even the nominal believer, can, can God raise the dead? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Can you call things that be not as though they were? I don't know about that. But yet the Holy Spirit put in there. It tells us how God does things. And then what's the Bible tell us in the book of Ephesians? Be imitators of God as dear children. I'm supposed to imitate God. Is there anybody that can operate their faith more effectively than God? The answer is no. Right? Is there anybody that knows more about faith than God? No. And one of the key principles of faith is you must call things that be not as though they were. Because in the calling, in the calling is the seed of faith planted. Isn't that interesting? You know, it, it took 25 years for Abraham to realize the promise. Abraham wasn't waiting on God. God was waiting on Abraham. And isn't it interesting? Isn't it interesting? After 24 years and three months of being childless, he started calling things that be not as though they were. And in nine months, he had the promise. So for 23 year, 24 years and 3 months, he did not call things that be not as though they were. And in 9 months of calling things that be not as though they were, he had a child. Prop, not even 9 months, because it takes 9 months to have a baby. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. 9 months later, he had a child. So somewhere between that brief period of time in calling things that be not as though they were, the answer showed up. What if he hadn't called things that be not as though they were? Well, we would not see him called the father of faith. He would not be in the hall of fame of faith. Is that right? Amen. Tell your neighbor, say, you got to call what you want. Now, that, that's a simple statement. But, you know, there are people that will call themselves sick. They'll call themselves broke. They'll call themselves struggling. They'll call themselves confused. They'll call themselves without understanding. And then if you say, hey, don't say that. Well, I'm just telling it like it is. That's what Abraham did for 24 years. Just said it like it was. I'm childless. I'm childless. I'm childless. 
What can you give me, seeing I'm childless? Had a covenant with God Almighty and told God. He said, what could you give me, seeing I go childless, and my heir will be this Eliezer of Damascus? And God looked at him and said, your heir will not be Eliezer, but he that comes out of your own body will be your heir. And he told him, go get a, a heifer and a ram and a sheep and a turtle dove. And God himself came down and walked through those pieces and made a covenant with Abraham. And Abraham still didn't believe. Hallelujah. You know, you hear preachers preach and they act like Abraham just believed God at every turn. No, he didn't. God had to reprimand him. I'm, I'm, listen, I'm going to change your name, boy. I'm going to help you out. Because you keep calling yourself childless. Think about that. What did Jesus say? If you had faith, you would say. Well, now, wait a minute. Say what? Say what you want. Is that right? Think about this. If you battle condemnation or have, how do you fight that? You talk about how righteous you are. If you go through the Word of God and declare every day, over yourself some of those 144 different times in the Word where it says, I'm righteous, I'm holy, I'm sanctified, I'm accepted in the Beloved. And you start saying all that Christ has made you, you can't stay what you feel. you got to begin to, you got to become what you say. It's, it's a biblical law. You will become what you call yourself. Oh, hallelujah. Amen. When you call things, you're planting the seed of faith. When you call things. Hallelujah. Now, I've been doing this long enough to be called all the names. I've had people tell me, you're one of them, name it and claim it. Mm-hmm. I've, I, I, had one, I had people say, oh, you, you, you blab it and grab it, don't you? Confess it and possess it. And you know what I told him? Yeah, I've done it all. I named it, claimed it, blabbed it, grabbed it, confessed it, and possessed it. Amen. See, but we're not just talking about things. Things are important. Cars, houses, finances, those are all important. We're talking about the effective use of your faith. See, the, 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 this works in any, in, on any scope. If you're going to exercise your faith, you've got to exercise your faith to be what God said you are. He said you are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Remember when you felt anything but righteous? I don't know if anybody else ever felt that way. You felt anything but righteous? Call you a loser, call you a failure, call you a mess up, and you could readily agree with that. But when they said, but you're righteous, you went, ah. Uh. Right? But one day you mustered up the strength to say, I'm the righteousness of God in Christ. What happened right there? A little seed of faith was planted in your heart. Amen. And what happened? It grew up and it became bigger. It became larger than the condemnation and the guilt and the shame and everything the enemy tried to bring in. If, if you've ever failed in your Christian walk, or you've had what people call a faith failure. It's not really a faith failure. I mean, you understand what I mean? Yes, sir. 
Amen. The enemy will pick on you and, and, and pummel you and point out where you missed it or where he thinks you missed it. Amen. But, but, but you start answering him. Well, I didn't lose. Amen. I won. I'm still here. If, if I'd have lost, you wouldn't be telling me I lost. You're a liar. You're telling me I lost. And you're a liar. So that means I didn't lose. I won. What are you trying to hide from me? <laughs> and you're calling those things. Sometimes you're calling things that be not. And, and here's something that I've learned. You're calling things that you don't think are. Is that right? <laughs> all, all the works of God are finished works from the foundation of the world. Uh, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll come back here to Romans 4. Look at Ephesians 2. Am I helping you with this? Mm. Six days of faith. This is a, uh, a uh, strategic time. This is a heaven event hallelujah because I'll say I'm, thank you Lord I'll say this by the Holy Spirit again there are people in the sound of my voice you're about to get off the frontage road yes, sir. and get on the highway and, and the thing about the faith highway is there's no speed limit you can go as fast and as far as you want amen I told my wife today I said, the more, every, it's, and it's been this way for almost 25 years, 30 years. When I minister on, the, on faith, what increases is the spirit of seeing and knowing. Some people say that the, the, the prophetic anointing on your life. It's better for me to say the spirit of seeing and knowing. Well, I'm preaching on faith tonight. I'm looking at different people and I'm seeing things. Because faith sees What's not evident presently. You see yourself how faith sees you when you're looking through the eye of faith. And when you talk about faith and you teach on faith and you study faith, you will start seeing things as faith sees it. Amen. If, if I sit and I listen to Pastor Ron talk about a circumstance or a certain situation from his opinion... If I, and, and he's got good opinions. Yes, if I'm listening, yes, if I'm listening and he's right, I'll begin to see it that way. But what do I have to do? I have to say, okay, wait a minute. I, I need to see what's being said here. And when you start seeing things through the eye of faith, when you start talking about faith, preaching, teaching faith, you start seeing what faith sees. What happened to Abraham as he called things that be not as though they were, he started seeing himself the way God saw him. And the Bible says in Romans, remember, it says against hope, he believed in hope. Is that what it says? Well, that's, that's in the Greek, it, it literally is the same word, but two different meanings. Against hope. All right, that first hope is a consistent, constant expectation of bad. Amen. Think about that. For, for ever since Sarah 
was 18 years of age, or however old she was when they got married. She's barren. They've been trying to, when God appeared to Abraham, they've been trying to have a child from the time that they were just kids. And now he's 75 years old. You see what I'm saying? So every time, and, 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 and I want to say this correctly, so every time they would, if we can say it this way, would be intimate, there was a consistent, constant expectation, this isn't going to work. See what I'm saying? And the Bible says that Abraham had to hope against that hope. How did he do that? He called things that be not as though they were. He painted a different picture with his words. He saw himself as able to have a child. He saw Sarah as fruitful and able to bear a child. Amen. Calling those things that be not as though they were. Ephesians 2 and 10, we talked about this last night. We are His workmanship, creating Christ Jesus unto good works that God has before ordained that we should walk in them. And, and, and the Amplified Bible says that, that He ordained them and created good paths that we should walk in, living the good life. Yes, sir. Now, now think about this. They are created in Christ. Ain't that, that's good. We're God's own handiwork. Workmanship, recreated in Christ Jesus. Born anew, that we may do those good works that God predestined, planned beforehand for us. Planned when? Beforehand. Planned when? Before the world ever was. God makes up nobody's future on the run. The plan's already there. It's the process of discovery. When you got saved, you were eligible to discover the plan. And, and how do you walk in the plan? By faith. Amen. That he prepared ahead of time that we should walk in, notice, living the good life. Now, now think about this for a moment. Which he prearranged. Who prearranged it? God. And made ready for us to live. So it's there. What do you got to do? Call it. Every day you declare, I'm walking in those good paths that God prearranged for me to live. See, that's the word. You're not just making an affirmation. Isn't it interesting that people that make positive affirmations without being saved, without being born again, there's a level of success they have? They get up and they call it self-talk. Just talk good about themselves. Now, there's nothing wrong with that, but it doesn't have, it does not have the Spirit of God behind it. But because man was created with the authority of words, an unsaved man will have what he says. Not to the level you and I can, but they'll have what they say. I'm quick, I'm sharp, I'm fast. Right? I'm, I'm a good finder. And, and, and they'll say those things. They'll stand in the mirror. 
10 minutes at night, 10 minutes in the morning, and say those things. And they'll have a level of success. And then you get over to the church, and the church, I don't believe in that calling those things to be not as though they were. One of them name it and claim it. And that whole good life that's prearranged, that's made ready for them to live in, is passing them by. See, what you need to do is make the decision tonight. That's it. That, that's it. If it's been passing me by, it passes me by no more. I'm calling those things that be not as though they were. Amen. Back at Romans 4. I got to hurry. And it's, it's, just, it's, just, it's just that easy. I get the seed in the ground by saying. If you're not saying, no plants being planted. Hallelujah. God needs our words. So he said, he made him a father of many nations. And that God calls those things that be not as though they were. That's important. Because remember what we said about Hebrews 11, 1? Faith is substance of things, hope for the evidence of things not seen yet. He calls those things that be not as though they were. He doesn't call things that are as though they're not. He calls things that be not as though they were. If you're dealing with a financial issue in here, it doesn't do you any good to say, I'm not poor, I'm not poor, I'm not poor, I'm not poor. Right? I got to call myself abundantly supplied. Right? Rich, rich, rich. Somebody got it. Is that you, Angela? Amen. Hallelujah. I got to call myself abundantly supplied, completely filled, rich, rich, rich. Right? Yeah, but I'm not. Wait, wait, wait a minute. You're calling things that be not. How many people do you know, they'll, they'll tell you how, what a limited income they're on. I'm on a limited income. I'm retired. I have a limited income. Yeah, I can't do that. I'm on a limited income. I'm limited as to what I can get. I'm not, I'm not making fun or being hard. What I'm trying to say is how, how long shall you live like that as long as you keep saying that? Now, wait a minute. Does God quicken the dead? Does he? And calleth those things that be not as though they were. So if you look at your income and it looks limited, what do you do? Talk about how limited it is or call for more? Call for more. Amen. Say, matter of fact, try that out right now. Say, I'm on an unlimited income. You know, when uh, 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 Pastor Nancy Dufresne, you've heard some of her story. Hallelujah. Uh, when Dr. Dufresne went to heaven, you know, she was left with $6 million worth of debt in that ministry. And buildings half done. And I've been in that ministry a number of times. And it's a beautiful ministry. But uh, she began, of course, she was believing God. And the Holy Spirit prompted her about that building they were building and said, here's what you say about that. All the money I need comes. Not just this amount comes. All the money I will need comes. And she said, I'm glad I said that because a few months later they came and said, we're over budget and we need more money. 
And she said, I'm glad I was saying all the money I need comes instead of just calling for that amount. Right? Don't, don't, don't bookend what you can believe for. That, that's why a lot of people live from paid bill to paid bill. And they exercise their faith within that window, but they never exercise their faith for abundance. You got to exercise your faith for abundance, for more than enough. All sufficiency in all things, abounding to every good work. Well, I don't see that. That's why you're calling for it, because you don't see it, but you're calling for it. Faith in you will call it. Oh, I'm helping you tonight. I'm helping me. Glory to God. There was a a young man one time in the Kansas location. Well, he's been here, uh, Pastor Tony Mendez, and ministered here. Some of y'all remember him. And uh, uh, he uh, uh, wanted his own shop, his own business. He was working for another company, and, and he wanted his own shop. And so he started looking around. And he found this perfect building, this perfect location. And uh, he went to talk to the lady. And the lady said, uh, uh, well, you know, what would you give me for it? Well, he didn't have any money. But he had, he had already stopped and called that building into his life. And he told the lady, he said, well, you know, uh, this is what I can give you. And he said, and, and I won't be able to give you that at signing. I'll have to give it to you two weeks later. And the lady said, no, no, no. She said, that's not enough money. I've got somebody that wants to give me three times that much already. And he said, well, okay. You know, sometimes faith just hits pause and says, all right. And he said, you know, if, if you change your mind or whatever, let me know. Now, I, I, I can see some of you, you're ahead of me, but that's okay. <laughs> you know, he waited a little while. And, uh, <laughs> and, uh, and uh, the lady called him back. He was talking to her, and uh, she said, well, I've decided to go with you. And he said, well, well, do you mind me asking why? She goes, I just like you better. And he said, but I can't give you anything at signing. She said, I don't want anything at signing. Just give it to me when you can. Amen. Now, now the point that I'm making is that looked and they said, no. I've got somebody that will give me four times that amount. But he just kept calling things that be not as though they were. When he would drive by that building, he'd tell people, there's my shop. There's my shop. People say, well, you can't do that. Listen, that's... (laughs) Amen. They, They used to say, you know, that's like telling the bumblebee he can't fly. He's supposed to be too heavy for his wings. He just keeps flying. Somebody didn't tell him. What do you do? You call those things that be not as though they were. Let me share one more scripture with you. Isaiah 46. And and I'm going to hurry with this. Isaiah 46. Do, do, Do you see that? See, it doesn't matter what somebody else calls you. It matters what you call you. Amen. It's like the two little boys that were standing out there. And one one little boy was standing with his little girlfriend. And the other little boy said, boy, 
your girlfriend sure is ugly. And another little boy looked at him and said, I know, I like ugly girls. <laughs> so it doesn't matter what anybody else says. It matters what you say. It matters what you say. What, what are you to who? Who are you to you? What do you believe about you? Do you believe what God said about you? You may not believe what God said about me, but I believe what God said about me, and I just keep calling me what God said I am. Amen. Hallelujah. I can't tell you the times I've had people tell me, a ministry the size of y'all's, you can't do that. We just, we just kept right on doing it. And we'll just keep doing it. Amen. People say, how are you going to pay for that building you're getting? I'm not. God is. He said he would give me houses. He would give me land. He said he would plant me in a place and I'd be plucked up and moved no more. It's not up to me to go get the money. It's not up to me to get the proper financing. It's up to me to believe God. It's my job to believe God. Amen. Woo! That, that's your job. Recompense is coming to you. We taught on that in, in healing school today. In, in 1 Corinthians 1.30, where it says that, that Christ is made unto us wisdom, righteousness, sanctification, and redemption. That word redemption there is the Greek word apolutrosis, and it means to put back, as in put back, as restore to a previous position. And the Lord said to us in the word for 2022, He said that there was going to be payback for everything the enemy stole from you. And I'm telling you tonight, by faith, calling things that be not as though they were, it's all coming back. Coming back. Amen. It's coming back. Amen. And, and here's what the Lord told me. He said, and it's not in the sense that the devil's got to bring it back. I'm putting it back. Amen. I read in the book of Jeremiah today, he told the people of Israel, he said, I'm the God of recompense. I'll recompense you. Woo-hoo. Boy, I'm excited for you. Oh, I'm excited for y'all. Something good's about to happen to you. Something over the top is about to come into your life. Something overwhelming's about to encounter your existence. Woo, glory, hallelujah, ha, 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 ha. woo, amen, hallelujah, hallelujah, mm. I'm about to run, I'm about to run, mm. Notice in, the, in Isaiah 46, 9. Remember the former things of old, for I am God, and there's none else. I am God, and there's none like me. Declaring the end from the beginning. Woo-hoo! God starts talking about the end at the beginning. So when you don't have anything, God starts talking about how blessed you are. 
When your body does, feels anything but healed, God starts talking about how healthy you are. Ha, ha, ha. When it looks like your kids are doing anything but serve God, God starts talking to you about the call of God on their life. And how they're anointed and called by Him. Oh, glory. <laughs> Woo. Amen. Do you see that? Now, I know what time it is. I'm wrapping it up. But, 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 think about that. He declares the end from the beginning. He calls those things that be not as though they were. Amen. And, and, and if you have faith, you'll say. What will you say? What he says. Amen. Hallelujah. I'll share this last story with you and I'll be done. Back uh, many, many years ago, close to, close to 30 years ago now, I worked in the corporate world. I worked for Blue Cross Blue Shield. And, uh, and uh, when I, I went to work in this department, uh, and the, uh, the, the manager was an unbeliever, and the unit manager was an unbeliever. And I'd worked with the unit manager previously in another department. And uh, I was uh, not the only Christian there, but, but probably the most vocal Christian. And I had gotten a hold of, of some things in the Word of God. I'd gotten a hold of uh, Isaiah 54 and 17, where it says, No weapon formed against me will prosper. And every tongue that shall rise up against me in judgment, I'll condemn it. This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord, and their righteousness is of me. And I remember one day I was there, and uh, in my younger years, I used to be a lot more confrontive than I am now. <laughs> And, and, and if you was a liar, I might just tell you that you're a liar. And I got into trouble with that because we were in a meeting and, and the manager was chewing everybody out and, and acting ugly. And, and I laughed. I, I, I couldn't help it. And she said, you can leave. And I said, okay. And so I left and, and, and went back out to my desk. And, of course, I knew what was coming. And she left the meeting and sent her little lackey to come and get me. And... And so I, I went in the office and sat down. And she goes, what's your problem? And I said, you're a liar. That's my problem. Because you've been promising all this stuff to people and you've been promising new equipment and the people in the department can't do their work and you keep promising but you never deliver. Well, so she put me out and, and the next day I was talking to the unit manager and the unit manager began to tell me how they could fire me. Man, something rose up in me. And I thought, here is this unit manager that comes to work hungover, ha has come to work so stinky, smelling like tequila, that the manager had to, had to take her in the bathroom and scrub her down. And you're telling me that you can fire me? You said, what'd you say? I looked at her and said, you didn't hire me and you can't fire me. You didn't give me this job. God gave me this job. And no weapon formed against me will prosper. And I learned something at that moment. Now, long story short, I ended up with that manager's job. They fired her and put me there. 
It's a little different configuration. But here's what I learned. Here's what I learned. And, 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 and understand why I'm saying this. This is, this, is, this is how your faith works. <laughs> if me and another person need the same building, I get it. What if they need it too? I, I get it. That's what I say. I win. I love you. I'll pray for you. I'll help you. But I win. It's got to be your mindset. And, and that's what I call myself. I'm a winner. Amen. If, 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 there, is, if there is two people, me and another guy and we're both going for the same contract, I get it. And in my mind, I'm looking at second place right there. Yeah, but isn't that a little bit arrogant? Mm -mm, No. He has made me more than a conqueror. He's caused me to always triumph in Christ Jesus. Everything that tries to be a yoke or a burden to me, the anointing will remove it. And so you can't talk about what you don't have. And you can't talk about what is wrong. you got to call things that be not as though they were. And God will begin to set people in position. God will begin to set people in position to make happen for you what needs to happen. They might say, no, we can't do it. But God will bring somebody else that can. You got time for one more short story? We, 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 we were coming out of debt. The Lord told us to come out of debt. And uh, we were $210,000 in debt. And the Lord said, I want you to be debt free. And, uh, you know, we began doing the things that we knew to do. And in nine months, we were out of debt. But, we, you know, we had to make some settlements. There were some things we had done. There were some bad decisions we had made. And so we had to make some decisions. And one of the decisions we made was to give up this car I had. And uh, it was a decent car, but it wasn't worth what I'd paid for it. And, and, and I was upside down in the car. I don't know if you've ever been there. The, the, the car was less, worth less than what I paid for it. And so I decided I'm, I'm going to turn it in. And I called the, the finance company. I said, uh, y'all can come and get this car. And they said, well, we'll lower the interest rate. I said, no, just come and get it. I need, to, I need to be done with it. And so they said, okay, well, they come and got it. And my wife and I agreed. We said, we, said, we will get the highest possible amount for this car at auction. Well, the highest possible amount was $10,000. That's the highest it could be worth. Well, they took it to auction. Sure enough, got $10,000 for it. Well, that left, uh, that left uh, a little over $3,000 on, on the bill. Well, we turned it in, so it was a voluntary repossession, so immediately they turned it over to collections because it was, it was a repossession, voluntary or not. And so, you know, that wasn't a big deal. We knew that was going to happen, but I called the place, and I said, yeah, and told them who I was, and they said, how can I help you? I said, well, I got a bill there, and I want to settle it. And the lady said, well, how much do you want to settle it for? I said, 25% of, of, of what's owed. I want to settle it for 25%. And the lady said, uh, ah, you know, I don't know about that. said, uh, you know, uh, 
um, I don't know. And I said, well, praise the Lord, you know, just, just do what you can. And she said, okay. And so she hit hold, and uh, in about five minutes, a voice came on, and it said, Pastor Steele. I said, yes, ma'am. She goes, praise the Lord. I think I can help you. It can't be done. I think I can help you. Right? Well, let me let you talk to my wife. She talked to my wife. Come find out this lady's born again, filled with the Spirit, loves the Lord, and is in a position to help us. When they say no, you call for yes. Now, I'm, I'm helping you. I know I got to close, but I'm helping you. Quit running around talking about how they told you no. Telling everybody. Pookie and Ray Ray and Chiquita and all of them. Right? Hey, Poop, she said no. Now, if y'all don't have Pookie and Ray Ray and them, Billy Bob. Hey, Billy Bob, he said no. You know, don't, don't be doing that. Right? Because here's what happens. Then Pookie and Chiquita, they call somebody else and say, yeah, you know, they told him no. Right? Billy Bob calls all his redneck friends. Yeah, told him no. And now you got six people saying there's no way for you to get out of that. You keep that between you and God. If they told you no, that's between you and God. And you go to God and you say, you're my justifier. You're my vindicator. You're my way maker. And I call those things that be not as though they were. And I'm saying they're going to tell me yes. They're going to tell me yes. Let's stand up, shall we? Praise the Lord. Because you just released the spirit of faith. You just released the seed of faith. And what happens with the seed of faith? It grows up and becomes greater. <laughs> it's never the end when you got faith. Ah, hallelujah. Amen. One man used to say this, I don't play nine-inning games. Our, our, our father owns the park. We'll keep the lights on all night. <laughs> Amen. Hallelujah. Isn't that good? Yes, sir. Father, thank you tonight. Thank you, Father, for this recompense is coming to your people. Thank you that it shall be swift and it shall be speedy and it shall be overwhelming. And it shall be more than enough. Oh, Father, thank you for that in the name of Jesus. Amen.